0: Hey guys, how you doing? Alex Ross from Ross Never Sleeps here. Thank you for tuning into Never Sleeps Network every week. Next week we have incredible Episodes for you. Starting Monday, we have Nick Beaton's This Is Not a Safe Space with guest Bobby Mayer. Tuesday, an all new You Better Don't with Lisa Schwartzman and Steve Shahori. Wednesdays, an all new Potato Files with Jeff Paul, starring the queen of comedy in Toronto, Sandra Badalini. And on Thursday, an all new episode of Speech Bubble with another great comedian, K. Trevor Wilson, from Letter Kenny. Be sure to check out Never Sleeps Network Monday to Friday every week, even on the weekends on our socials for lots of interesting news content and, of course, podcasts. Again, thank you for tuning in to Ross Never Sleeps. This episode is with Natish Sakuja. Natish is an up-and-coming comedian in Toronto who's hosting quite a few shows at uh, various venues, including The Laugh Dispensary, which is Monday nights at The Underground, 670 Queen Street East. He's also on Vape on the Lake, where you can see him host. Uh, and, of course, Nitty just gets Around. Check him out on Instagram at Nitty Sack, N I T T Y S A K. This is another episode of Ross Never Sleeps with your pal, Natish Sakuja. Pretty
1: sure someone said to dish it out. In my- cowboys and indian yes great joke whoever came up with that (laughs) well it was was my my idea uh i will take credit for that i was just trying to find i had this idea for a while but i was just trying to find the right team to make it big you know and so far we're doing pretty good
0: now do you look to scott belford and dean young as people that are going to help you
1: kind of elevate
0: your career
1: Mm -hmm is that why you asked them to join uh, you i looked around first of all they're funny and secondly i needed to find someone with a certain skill set to help make this thing go forward right you can't just honestly if you want to make a tour successful you can't just put three or four people together and say go put on a tour you know you need to have people who are who have certain skill sets who excel at certain things within not just comedy but like the business part of it you know right like uh like Dean has this whole network and radio across the country, which is huge part of the tour, you know, so we get, we get radio and publicity at every city, town, whatever we go to. And Scott's just, first of all, he's out from out West. He's a headliner out West. He knows, he's a headliner here too. He knows how to, he knows how to do 45 minutes. Not only that, he knows how to book like a madman. There you go. You know? So that's what I mean. I didn't necessarily mean the question as
0: these two comedians because of their level in their career, you know. Comedians
1: are like producers these days. Yeah, you have to be a little bit. You know what I mean? Until you make it, until there's someone who's doing everything for you, because it's their job, you have to do that
0: for yourself. And that's why Dean and I get along so well. Like, obviously, we're doing similar things. He's doing a comedy network. We're doing a Toronto podcast network. Mm -hmm. We're not just comedy. Yeah. Thank you, Natish. Actually, I'm I'm making Natish roll us. I, I asked him to roll us a joint. But he told me no. Yeah, rather roll a blunt. And I'm just like, man, like I I never get to smoke a blunt, ever. (laughs) We'll change that today, man. Yeah, I appreciate that. So what I mean when working on this incredible looking tour, because it launches in March. You guys are driving from Toronto to Vancouver. Yeah. That's exciting.
1: Have you ever driven? Yeah, I did that drive myself, actually, from Vancouver to Toronto. Paul Thompson was with me. But uh, he doesn't drive. So, Paul actually, uh, he just smokes weed in the next seat over? Yeah, you know, holds the cocaine and
0: shit. (laughs) In his butthole. Uh, Yeah, no, I I, I threw a little, like, uh, Facebook post that I was going to interview and uh, Paul made a funny joke. He's like, uh, I want to ask Nidhish a question. When is his crippling marijuana addiction going to, like,
1: take over his career? (laughs) I didn't even read that. Um... (laughs) Never. I have the same question to him, but uh, take out marijuana and put cocaine. Oh.
0: Uh-huh. Now, are we at a time in our... We're about the same age. We're from Toronto. I mean, marijuana, as much as it's jokingly called a gateway drug, are we really that concerned about people who are using coke? You know, I'm just saying, are we... Because we're not concerned with people that are using marijuana. I mean, well, listen, marijuana understand-
1: is not... Those are two completely different right. drugs. Right, chemicals versus something that's yeah, natural. I, is, I get that. This but is I, you can, but they're both recreational. Yeah, but cocaine will get you into some weird conversation and staring out your bathroom door at <laughs> everyone in your living room for four hours because you don't trust them anymore. Yeah, I guess that's like a. I
0: think that that's the difference between when coke is not. Become recreational anymore.
1: Yeah. Here's the thing, man. If it doesn't give you munchies, it's not a good drug. Oh, is that, is that, that the is? key? It's, yeah, for sure. But that also doesn't work because, like, you know, I remember the first time I ever tried a drug like cocaine, I I was scared, and someone's like, it's good because you won't eat, you know? But then why is it 6 a.m. and I'm boiling hot dogs? You know? <laughs> eh, I don't understand what's going on. That's the thing about I'll eat on anything no matter what. Well, yeah,
0: I'm the same way too. I mean, I consider McDonald's a drug. Yeah, that's the worst drug of all, man. Oh, you agree? Oh, for sure. It's like crack. It is because it's addicting. Accessible crack. It's very easy to get. Mm -hmm. And it definitely makes you consider your life choices before you consume it. For sure. Nobody ever's like, you know what I'm craving right now, and I think it's the best idea ever? A Big Mac and a snack wrap and a large Coke and a extra large fries. You remember when like uh supersize meat was a thing? You, yeah. ever, you remember when you used to supersize your fries? Yeah, man. That's For not, I don't sure. even think that's a thing anymore. Well, oh, I think well supersize is just large, right? Yeah, that's what I they think mean, they just yeah. they just I think McDonald's is like, Oh, we yeah. probably shouldn't
1: be calling our really fatty yeah. food For super sure. size. <laughs> they still do. No one cares. They will, they'll eat it. They, I don't know man It's like McDonald's is the Illuminati The guy who owns that shit Is the Illuminati I don't even know who Or what that means but McDonald's is anonymous For sure Honestly The the op- complete opposite Of what anonymous is Right they're, they're there We know who they are And they're all over the world and they're aware of what's happening.
0: So there's there's two things you talked about: munchies, and now we're talking about fast food. Now you perform probably at least two to three times a week in yeah, the city, al- almost every night, almost every night, right? Yeah. Uh, you host Monday nights at the Underground, uh, yeah, for the Monday med nights, carts, yeah,
1: for the, the the laugh dispensary. Yes, the laugh dispensary with Doctor Nitty, Doctor Nitty, <laughs> where I dispense laughs, okay. um, without a prescription. Then the third Saturday of every month, at vape on the lake. But that's going to go on hiatus for a bit because for the next four Saturdays, I'll be unavailable. On the tour, on the Cowboys and well, in Indian yeah, tour? Yeah, tour and just uh, this weekend is, is supposed to be the show, but it's my brother's bachelor party. We're going to Cancun. Whoa. So I'm doing that. And then next month is the tour. Month after that, I'm also gone away. So it's going to go on hiatus for a couple months. Okay.
0: okay. So when do you think it will be back on by? I think May. May. Wow. Yeah. That's more than a couple months. Yeah. Now, that's just because of the tour, obviously. Yeah, the tour
1: and just yeah, I, my schedule's really... Isn't that tidy. a good thing, though? Yeah, for sure. Of course. Definitely.
0: I do like your Vape on the Lake photo on Facebook because it's Marito Lopez shaving your head. Oh, uh, yeah.
1: That is the <laughs> that funniest <laughs> picture. That was Can when you we tell together. me that story? That was when we uh, lived together. I used to live with him. I needed a haircut. And I used to shave my own head because like, it was just easier. And I was in a relationship that was... You know, just a bad relationship where you don't care about anything anymore. Yeah. You know, including yourself. Word. So I would just get my own haircut. Yeah. And at one point I was like, Yo, Marito, you want to just go shave my head? And he's like, Yeah. And we were looking around the place, the house, where to do it. We went on the balcony. Everywhere kind of looked too messy. He's like, Yo, let's just go downstairs and do it by the dumpster and the and the brick wall. And we did. And then our roommate just came and started taking pictures. And it looked, it had such a grungy, cool look to it. It looks like sick. something out of Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Of the Bronx. <laughs> And nasty. of course, Marito's shirtless. Of course. Because, when does he ever yeah, have a shirt on? When does he need a shirt? Yeah. So you lived with Marito? Was it like a flop house? Uh, no, uh, me. It was me, Marito, Pat Bersher wow. at one point. Wow. And, and, I love uh, Pat. And another comic. He doesn't do comedy anymore. Busy. Yeah, it was four of us. And then Pat moved out. And then Ian Fergus moved in. Okay. And uh, Keeping with the
0: comedians.
1: Yeah. And we were, I was there for about a year. Marito was there for about two years. Wow. Yeah, we, were, we all wanted to move out because like the heat sucked in the place. Ah. And then, so we gave our two months notice and we said, all right, boys, let's get on it and let's find a place. And then two weeks came, we still haven't found a place yet. And everybody started scrambling and then we all ended up just scattering to our own places, you know?
0: Marito's actually on after you. Not today, but mm-hmm. um, he's going to be coming in for an interview pretty soon. And you guys have been, it almost seems like you guys are doing a similar circuit. You guys were both on the Todd Shapiro show recently.
1: Yeah, well, Todd, the Todd Shapiro show is just... Todd doing dope things for comedians in Canada, man. He's a really good guy. He's just trying to... He had this whole thing about radio in Canada, just getting people from school and training them on how to be disc jockeys and stuff versus when he brings on comedians onto shows and he's like, you guys are just natural. You guys know how to talk. He's trying to do something with comedians and radio. No, he's doing a great job. Yeah, and I fucking appreciate it as a comedian from Toronto. Great platform.
0: Well, I think, you know, I always talk about how Toronto is... Basically, about to begin, if not already in the middle of its big boom, right? The mm. big boom that's going to like put us as you know on the same plane and the same level as L.A. and New York, because yeah. eventually those sure. markets are going to get too saturated. And where are they going to come?
1: Definitely, and something's happening in Toronto. Oh
0: no, no question. And and you you see it at the underground, even you see it at uh, Joe's, uh, the corner club mm-hmm. that you also frequent. Quite a bit. The best comedy club in the city. Yeah, no, so tell me about that. Joe's really doing a lot, just like Todd is for comedians. I feel like Joe is doing the exact same thing by giving you this For sure,
1: and some people don't know Joe, the guy who owns, Joe Tichito, the guy who owns the Corner Comedy Club, uh, he's been in the scene for a long time. He used to produce shows at uh, the Underground. Yeah, with Joey. Yeah, and he put on dope shows. He would bring in dope headliners. He would do, like, monthly shows, and they were sick. And then I remember he had this idea for a long time, but I remember like just before he opened the club, we went to a festival together, uh, Puff Mama's Puff Jam. And uh, yeah, we were all fucked up and he was telling me he was going to open a club and I was like, oh, that's sick. But I didn't pay too much attention to it. And then a week later we get back and this guy legit opened a comedy club at Queen and Jaunt, heart of the city. And it's fucking booming right now. It's and it's sick. beautiful. It's, it's clean. It's sick. It's like a 45 seater. So it's a nice, tight, intimate show, which are the best shows. It's fantastic. So tell me more about, like, Vape on the Lake and some of the other clubs you like playing in. Uh, I perform all over the city, but my, uh, yeah, my go-to spots are Vape on the Lake, the Corner Comedy Club, and uh, Underground. You're from Toronto. Yep, born and raised.
0: you've seen a lot of these clubs kind of come and go. Mm -hmm. So you're originally from Brampton? No, never... Was from Brampton. So, Rexdale Mm -hmm. is where you're originally from. So, Etobicoke.
1: Yeah. I only say that... Yeah, well, I get a lot... (laughs) My parents moved to Brampton. Right. So, right after I finished high school, I went to the University of Waterloo for about like a year and a half. For your bachelor in mathematics. (laughs) Yeah, for a year and a half before I dropped out. The only Uh, reason
0: I say you're from Brampton is because you mentioned that as a
1: joke in your set. Well, here's the thing. My parents uh, moved out there, my whole family. So, when I came back from school and I dropped out... Uh, I was there for about a year and a half and like more than that, like two years doing comedy. And uh, when I started comedy, I was living in my parents' house in Brampton. So people got the assumption that I was from Brampton.
0: I think people got the assumption that you were from Brampton. Well, well for wait, way wait before, <laughs> but for sure. But that, that was the icing on the cake. You know what I mean? So bachelor of mathematics natish
1: yeah i didn't get it though so it doesn't really but
0: sure do but you had an I. you did a year
1: yeah i have a i have a joke about it but it's like um i grew up i grew up in rexdale in the hood you know what i mean and they told me i was good at math but like <laughs> when i got to the university i realized that they were teaching us like rexdale math you know what i mean like it was a different kind of math that they're teaching everywhere else and that just shows like I don't know jokes aside the parody in, in, in the education system you know what i mean like no matter demographically where you live you're being taught different shit you know what i mean for and sure if, that's why i don't know I don't, I don't know what i'm trying to say no, i, I where to I, go with that but I, like no i understand is it
0: is it weird though that the school system kind of instilled this interest in math for you and you're like this is going to be my profession like you weren't even thinking comedy then
1: oh well i always thought comedy but like being an indian kid and like listening to my parents and my family and my environment growing up it was never never a realistic goal you know it was like that was always like oh yeah in the back of your head like yeah imagine imagine if you know but i was going to be an engineer or a doctor or fucking something were you your know?
0: parents like that or were they like well, they were, hardcore they were,
1: indian they're not hardcore but uh they were they were very cool they always want like my dad was probably the coolest guy in the world you know awesome. yeah, it was like he doesn't get mad or or stress about anything my mom would yell at me and tell me to study or whatever, but like it wasn't the only reason that they wanted me to do better was because my brother, my older brother set the standard. You okay. know what I mean? Like he was a kid that was like, he was going, like he was, he was a bad kid, went through a bunch of shit, but then he fixed himself up and like went to university, got his CA, got a CFA. He's fucking killing it now, you know? And like, they're like, why aren't you doing that? You were, ha- you went to university for math and now you're telling jokes, you know, like,
0: well, you, you seem- gotta make
1: that funny money to show them what's good. For sure. I mean, you got to make a career of what you want to make a
0: career out of or no one's going to be happy. Exactly. But, you know, it's funny that the, your parents saw your brother go through this kind of like degenerate phase mm-hmm. and they're like, Natish, we know you're going through this degenerate phase. <laughs> yeah, it's just not ending. You know? <laughs> it's just not <laughs> ending. <laughs> oh, that's so <laughs> funny. But like, I mean, I understand that. Are they religious? Um. Did they instill any kind of religious well, I, values in well,
1: you? We were Hindu. Like, we I was raised a Hindu. We never really practiced. Like, we eat we ate beef. You know, okay. my mom cooked beef for us. She didn't eat it. You know what I mean? But now, actually, she didn't eat it. She didn't eat it, but she cooked it for us. Weird. Yeah, because she was more religious, but like she knew we wanted to eat it, so like what, just burgers. I like burgers or I like I love steak. She knows okay. I love steak, so like she'll barbecue me a steak sometimes.
0: Good. mom. Yeah, she's the best. She's the fucking best. Still you know? like you sure.
1: you're like mom I want a steak. Yeah, well, uh, I don't live at home anymore, but like if I go over and I ask her for a steak. She'll make me a steak. Oh yeah, man, she's the best. She's Shout just Shout out to Natisha's yeah. mom. Yeah, What's your mom's yeah. name? Poonam. And your dad? She's the best, Regender. Okay. Uh,
0: <laughs> so I grew up across the street from Prem and Pooja Panchal. <laughs> They were twins, and I'm a twin, oh, yeah. and they were three three years older than us. <laughs> they babysat us, okay. but I was raised in, like, a curry-filled home from, like, kindergarten Me on. Too. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I I, I'm from a Jewish neighborhood where, like, salt and so pepper those kids are, are doing good. only spices. So those kids are doing good. What do you mean they were doing good? Living in a Jewish neighborhood i don't know how you look at it you're so funny you're fucking hilarious no my the point is it's just like that that was like my culture shock because they were the only ones in the neighborhood with christmas
1: lights yeah. you know what i mean and they were hindu yeah we had christmas lights my whole life growing up crazy because but we put them up at early like for diwali though We put them up in like October. And then people are like, What the fuck? You're like, No, we're
0: just celebrating Christmas early. Yeah, exactly.
1: And then we keep it up for Christmas. Indian people love Christmas. Like, there's a common misconception that, like, you gotta stop saying Merry Christmas to people and Happy Holidays because people are getting upset. That's bullshit. All right. Indian people, whether we're Christian or not, we celebrate Christmas forever just because, yo, man. I don't know if you guys watch The Simpsons, but you guys have been making fun of us since forever. We're cool with it. We're okay. Nice. Now, we're, just, we're, we're adjusting. You know what I mean? We've been in society for... like in the Western society for so long. We celebrate Christmas too. Not for Christ or whatever. You know? For Boxing Day mostly. But like... <laughs> we're celebrating too. We put up the tree. You know? We're, we get our kids presents. Shitty ones. Amish before.
0: Patel always tells me Jews and Indians are
1: so similar. Well, he's a different type of Indian. He's called, he's called a Gujarati. Okay. They're a specific kind of Indian and they're considered the Jews of India. Come on. Yeah. Is that an actual thing? Yeah, Because he's 100%. been telling, he's told me this before. It's not, he's just trying to take it away from Gujaratis and pull the pull the stereotype away from him and okay. trying to pull it on all of us Indians, all right? It's ah. not. It's just the Gujaratis, <laughs> all right? No, but he says it's like a cultural thing, right? Like a lot of
0: Jews these days, you know, will eat pork, will eat Chinese food, they'll, you know, not celebrate the Sabbath or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? But they're culturally Jewish, yeah. right? Like yep. it's a traditional thing. yeah. yeah and he says in india it's becoming more of a cultural thing to be indian but not to necessarily follow the. the that's what how i was
1: raised same ways exactly right on well i mean your mom's cooking you fucking steak yeah buddy sounds like yeah well she's actually uh she's converted to buddhism come on yeah in the last like what 10 years she's she's a buddhist now and they're they're just they're chill yeah they're super Mm -hmm. chill do Indians drink? Is there alcohol in the house? Oh, yeah. Uh, well, it depends what part of India. If you're Amish Patel's idiots, not too often. Like the Gujarati people. And like really religious Hindus. But like Punjabis? Fuck yeah. You ever been to an Indian wedding? A Punjabi wedding? Oh my god. It's like a week-long party. Oh yeah. And getting fucked up every night. Drinking. So They're all just drinking. Oh yeah. oh
0: yeah. Oh, it's blunt. It's hitting so
1: good. <laughs> uh, How did you get into smoking weed? Well, the first time I ever tried it, I was, middle school just finished, grade 8 just finished, it was the summer before grade 9, and I smoked a joint with someone, I don't even really remember if I got high or not. Sure. But then I didn't really smoke weed. Smoked a little bit in high school once in a while, wasn't even too much. You know, I was more, we used to drink in high school. We were getting drunk during lunch at grade 9. What were you drinking? Whatever we could get, man, because we were kids, right? So whatever we could <coughs> steal from right, our parents. Right, right, One right. of my friends <clears throat> owned a bar, uh, his dad owned a bar, so he was he was the main provider. Crazy. Of- Yeah. And then that's why I don't drink now. I got over that a long time ago. Is Rexdale Mm -hmm. a tougher neighborhood? Well, if you're raised there, there's pockets of it that are extra bad. But like if you're raised in it, it's not that bad. But people who are not raised in it, just there's a misconception about it. Like there's just, I don't know. Is there a
0: clear, definite, like um, a clear division between
1: Rexdale and Etobicoke? Well, no, Rexdale's in a Etobicoke, right? Okay. But uh, it's uh, like a Etobicoke is what? What do you call that? It's uh Mimico? Yeah, it's like a. Oh, a township? A, it's, it's a township, right? Right. And um, Rexdale is one of the towns in that township. Sure. You know? Sure. If I'm explaining that correctly. Well, I mean, but I it's Etobicoke. It, you know? it's a t- it is Etobicoke. Yeah. Up until you hit, like, what? Steels and Islington, if you're going down that way? What? Steels and Finch is when York Region starts?
0: Steels and Finch. I mean, no, that is, I mean, Finch and Islington. Steels and uh, uh, like, yeah. If you were taking yeah, Islington right. down
1: from Islington Station,
0: anything north of Steels is nine hundred five.
1: Yeah, exactly. But like, once you get to Finch and Islington, the York Region sign comes up. Okay, you know, and sure. then from
0: up there, it's all it's all Etobicoke. You must play a lot of York Region clubs. You ever get up there or uh, even like? oh,
1: well, I perform everywhere. You know, yeah, exactly. Wherever um, you can go, yeah, definitely wherever wherever someone's trying to give you some money
0: yeah so when did you move to toronto when was like the leap that you took you're like okay i'm making funny money at least part-time did you have a part-time job do you still have a part-time job well no
1: here's the thing okay i quit my job let's say like almost a year and a half ago then i've been doing comedy full-time okay before that i was working a part-time job and it was almost full-time like part-time full-time you know can you talk about it yeah, that job I was just working in a in a call center. Okay, my buddy hired me. I did sure. absolutely sh- like if you go back to my Instagram for there's a good year where I was just visibly on instagram doing nothing in my office do you currently write your instagram what do you mean like the memes the memes no um the meme memes i find i'm okay. not a meme maker if i find something if i find a meme funny i'll repost it i don't care about that it's like the fact i Jewish. give the credit i give the credit to you're like the indian fat Jewish. yeah but i also have my own posts you know what i mean your posts There's, make me laugh i have so videos hard. and i have i don't know pictures of myself and but let's not forget like the memes may not be mine but like your the, tags the, the tags, tags are your comments for sure the the jokes I'm making for sure about the memes I No know.
0: I you're I mean there's an art to reposting the internet We're trying to do it all the time social media is one of the hardest things you know like if I could convince people one to one about why our podcast network is helping Toronto I could do that mm-hmm. But every time it's a struggle online right Definitely having an online presence is important but at the same time it's like well what about the in person i mean like it's just how do we connect to people Mm -hmm. anymore do you find that like you know you're in front of audiences every day for sure you
1: know what do you ever be like hey man i need to plug my instagram i need like 10 more followers well i use the only reason i use is like i post all those extra memes and shit is if i was just posting about me if i only put pictures of myself and Like, it it would be too much about me at a point where, I'm not that famous yet, you know? People don't give a fuck about me like that yet. You're on a projection, though. Yeah, I'm I'm working. I'm trying to do something, definitely, right? And
0: there's definitely a lot of people that you're going to be helping.
1: For sure. And when I throw a meme out there that I didn't make it, I never take... I've never, ever taken credit for any of those memes that I've put out there, you know? But when I put a meme out there, I make it funny by throwing my own little tag in that or whatever. And uh, and I'm just trying to get people... When people come to my page, I want them to be like, yo, he actually... He, he posts good memes, you know what I mean like let me just check out his content and I post my videos of my stand ups like clips of it and stuff you know like you're doing the right things I, trying I, to you are i I'm,
0: I'm telling you you are um and i and i and I see the phase that people are in I talk to a lot of people right, and I know where they're gonna be in five years I don't have people. I mean, I'm going to say like you, if I, you know, why, same with Todd, right? Mm -hmm. Why is Todd Shapiro having you guys on, you know, because we want to help be a part of this and help the, where we help your success that's going to be great and, you know, X-Menators, right? Appreciate it. And you're showing the path because a lot of people in Toronto, a lot of young comedians, they don't have Toronto idols to look up to, role models, right? You guys are etching out that path. Because these kids, man, they they, they go to Humber. Mm-hmm. They try to do some open mics, and then what? You know what I mean? Like it's it, that's why I wanted to have you on here today because you're a perfect example of helping your the generation that's been helped, and you're helping the future generations. So I, I want to ask you about you know your kind of progression into your comedy career. Did you ever thought you know? Did you ever think to yourself, I'm a writer? No, no, I'm an observer. No,
1: I'm a, I'm a roaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. You go through all these different types of stages trying to figure out your voice, you know. I thought I was a writer. I learned I'm not. Okay. But not to say that I'm, I can't be, you know, Every, anything, you can do whatever when you work at it, but I'm not the best writer. I find my funniest stuff comes from just having an idea, like a premise, and then working it out on stage. I I can't sit down When I sit there and write It becomes too scripted It becomes too I'm trying to be something I'm not Is that a difficult way To work on your set? I, it was at first But now it's It's one of my favorite things You know I come up with a little premise And I go on stage And I just start talking about it And when you come up With a riff On stage It's funnier Half the time Than anything you can ever write and then that gives you a great platform to work off of or a new joke. You record all your stuff. You do not. I'm the. I'm. I'm wow, so Natish, bad. I, I, Listen, I, I'm, I'm. You're I know, surprising me. I know, man. Listen, I. It reminds me. Every, I get in trouble with this from myself and like from other friends and stuff. Like, I hated school because I hate like having. I liked learning shit. I liked math because when when there was no pressure to it, you know, like having fun with it, you know, and then. When you get when you go to school and then they want you to study for a test or give you, like, quiet time or independent time, I couldn't do it, man. I just can't sit there and work at something forcefully. You know what I mean? And I know writing, there's no one forcing me to write or anything, but, like, it feels too much like school, and I hate that. It's one thing I hate anything else. I hate school. I loved school. I loved going to school, but I hate the studying part of school. I have a theory.
0: We're all degenerates at heart. Mm-hmm. Some of us strive to do great things and we'll achieve them. Some of us just want to kind of do the path to the least resistance and it's more enjoyable for you in the present. So therefore, you don't have to really stress about, oh, is this going to achieve the goal? But, you know, what is a goal? You know, how many versions of this goal could exist? Yeah. So, I like comedians because I feel like every time you're on stage, it's an opportunity to work to not only work but like work on the crowd, work on the crowd in that moment with that joke. It's just an interesting art form. I don't think I mean Seinfeld and all these guys who on talking funny is one of my favorite documentaries. they're always talking about like the being on stage like mm-hmm. they're the it's like the only profession that really you're like getting instant. You know, an understanding if you're doing well Definitely, or if you're not doing well. Sure. So, you know, that also brings me to questions, you know, what's it like to bomb? You know, what's it like to get back on your feet? Like, how do you work on material when you know what works and what doesn't work? Uh,
1: well, bombing is a part of the game. When you first start out, bombing hurts. Hurts like motherfucker, you know, because you're only as good as your last set. It's how you feel, you know, like just like a burger a restaurant. You're only as good as the last burger you make, you know, like... Same thing goes with comedy, and it hurts when you first do it, but you get to a point where you're like, I need to bomb sometimes, because you <laughs> will go on a streak sometimes where you do like 25 shows straight, and you're like, yo, I just killed this whole month. I didn't really bomb. I'm like, I'm the fucking man. You get too confident, too cocky, and then you do a show, and it puts you in your fucking place right away, and you're like, oh, fuck. That shit that I've been doing for this last month has been killing just ate shit, all of it and a great show you know and you bomb because it's gonna happen but it's how you deal with it you know you just gotta everyone's gonna bomb it's just about bombing less and, and a, b- using the bombs in, in a constructive way you seem to be a part of community you you've been building tried to yeah, yeah yeah
0: like who are some of the guys that you are working with or that you know who are your like toronto icons or idols
1: um i roll with like Paul Thompson, that's my dude. You know what I mean? Me and him, that's my boy. We we do as much shit together as we can. But uh, there's so many people, man, like uh, Ryan Long, J.J. J. Lieberman. There's a bunch of people, man. Uh, Ernie Vicente, you know? Everybody, I can't, I, there's way too many comics to even name, you know? I really like Ryan. Uh, Long? yeah he yeah. Uh, fuck yeah he's one of the one of the hardest working comics right I now. i would say uh
0: i mean even if he wasn't a comic he'd be one of the hardest working people because oh, he's yeah. doing a whole bunch of stuff uh here's a little bit of inside baseball for you his podcast table i i, I think i sold that to him oh, oh, right. I, I did sell it to him for like 40 bucks fuck yeah yeah <laughs> so and then, and that was the only time we've ever met really <laughs> yeah <laughs> Uh, Good dude, You should
1: have him on your... I know, I time. know, I know. He's like busy motherfucker. Well, then, yeah,
0: maybe uh, maybe I'll have you guys both on and you guys talk. And Paul, I'd like to meet Paul. Uh, JJ's been on, mm-hmm. JJ in the Dirty North. That's, yeah. a, you know, Toronto's doing stuff.
1: Yeah, man, there's a lot of shit happening. There's
0: a lot of talent, you know, it's just... I've actually had JJ and Amish here together once. <laughs> Those uh, guys. That's a funny combo. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was fucking the, the weirdest, most aggressive... Passively aggressive gay Jew and and, and Amish. And And, uh, JJ. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, yeah.
0: (laughs) So who are like your kind of Toronto or even Canadian
1: comic favorites or even comedian favorites in general if you want to go all out? When I first started comedy, like I used to watch comedy on TV. That's how I obviously got a love for it, right? We all did, I think. Which shows? Uh, Just Channel 44 watching uh, Just for Laughs the five-minute just for laugh gallows of everyone they would show, you for know, sure. right after in between gags or whatever. And that's where you'd see five minutes of clean comedy. I was like, what, 10 years old. And I'm like, yo, I get this. It's funny, you know, and you're into it. And I'm like, I can't wait to see the next comic. I would look forward to those. And uh, I remember watching Ron Jostle uh, when I was a kid, just killing it, doing this joke about like uh, going to use the washroom in the basement and there's no toilet paper. And he's crouching looking for toilet paper with his ass hanging out and he goes to the closet <laughs> and his dad's in there doing the same thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? uh, Yeah, yeah, uh, something yeah. Like that. I don't remember exactly, but I was a little kid and I died. You know what I mean? This is before I ever heard of Russell Peters. This is before anything, you know. This is the first comic where I remembered his name. You know, cause I'm I, a huge Ron Johnson yeah, fan. I still am, you know. And
0: then, and he's killing it. He's hard. He's hardworking. He's one of the guys. hardest. Yeah, he's he. It's probably is the hard definitely, hardest. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. For his age, how long he's been doing it Bucky for? Yeah,
1: he started with Russell. You know. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, for sure. About the same yeah. time. Yeah. Yeah, I remember just doing a gig and I saw him and I was doing the same show as him. Wow. Because he's Toronto. Yeah, that's thing you don't realize as an amateur is like, yo, once you get into it, you're gonna start doing shows with some random motherfuckers that are yeah. that come back and you're like yo holy shit and then when you see someone that's from Toronto doing the thing you're like man it is possible it's it's so possible to make it because this guy did it what what does this guy have that I don't have you know well you know the thing is though if you're gonna
0: make it you have to work as hard as Ron Jossel mm-hmm. That guy is one of the hardest working guys, if not the hardest, from Toronto right now. Fuck yeah. I mean, that is in his demographic, yeah. let's say. He does. This guy travels the world. He does. He's like back and forth from... He's like a jet setter. Yeah.
1: Not only LA, not even... Not only States,
0: Asia. I know, Asia. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah, I mean? yeah. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. no, it is crazy. It's nuts. He, he's living the life, though, you know? Like, that's the thing. Like, you you give respect to those guys because they knew what they were good at. This is their dream. They're pursuing it. And like that's just like there's – Ron Russell doesn't get enough credit. And I think that's maybe an issue with Toronto. Like why isn't CBC like giving – like now that Russell Peters has been – he's kind of come and went or come and still kind of trickling on. Like there's
1: room for – you but know. I, I, I wish. I don't have an explanation for it, man. I'm one of those guys wondering the same thing. You know? Like there's so much talent out there that's not being – talked about or approached or given opportunities to, you know.
0: You've played some big shows. You've um you've performed at Kenny Robinson's The Nubian Disciples yeah. of Richard Pryor. Fuck yeah, that's
1: uh he has a Nubian crew. I'm fortunate enough to be a part of the yeah, crew. I was I was kinda wondering how what what's the limitations, <laughs> how did you get on that show? Well it's it's not only about like I it's I know it's a, a black comedy show, but it's not the thing about being from Toronto is Kenny He's been doing that show for 30 years. Or he's a legend. Yeah, whatever, how long. He sat in
0: that seat before. Yeah,
1: fuck yeah. And uh, that's my boy, you know? And, he's, um, he's the man. Yeah. He's the and godfather. He gives an opportunity for all ethnic comics. That's what he makes it about. Nice. Not only black comics, ethnic comedy. And I got, I was fortunate enough to get on. It took me about two and a half years of doing comedy to get on. Shout out to Mark Trinidad, vouched for me. And I got this. I, I had a very good set. And uh, from that, that day on, Kenny uh, said, yo, you're a crew. He gave me the stamp of approval, but then it took a while before I got on again. Okay. I ended up helping Kenny move. Really? To good side. Nice. Yeah, I was, Can you tell us about yeah. that? I was, this is like, I had done the newbie Show once. I haven't got, Kenny said, yo, you're solid. I'll give you the pass. You're part of the crew now. But he hadn't booked me again yet. And it was it had been a while. And then I, I was on Facebook and then one day I saw Kenny Robinson say he was moving and he needed someone anyone wanted to help him and i didn't i didn't i ignored it and do anything but then like three days later i guess like he was moving the next day he posted again he's like still looking for someone if anyone you know what i mean and i the next day i wasn't doing anything i had day off and one of my buddies was with me he we were i went to school for television broadcasting after for a bit and uh come on yeah and we had cameras and shit and my buddy's like he wants to film some shit he's like yo what if i just film you guys you know just Moving Kenny moving Robinson. and just listening to Kenny. Because he knew who Kenny Robinson sure. was, too. He's like, let me just... I would love to hear some stories and shit. So, like, I, I I hit up Kenny. I was like, oh, you still need help? He's like, fuck yeah. And I went over and I helped him move. It's dope. This guy fed me some random weed that he was finding throughout his house <laughs> And some whiskey. Paid us nice. Uh, gave us some good-ass stories. It was the dope time. I got to know Kenny. You know, and that's when me and Kenny really became boys. Nice. That's amazing. And yeah, it's cool, man. Just sometimes, like, that's part of comedy. Just, like... It's a lot of my comfort zone, but you got to do things. Because, like, yeah, I'm a comedian, but, like, yo, honestly, I'm an introvert, you know? Really? I'm, like, an extroverted introvert, you know? Like, I'd rather be alone, honestly, most of the time. And Did just... you have a lot of friends before being a comedian, or now? Yeah, I've you... always had, you know, I've always had a, a bunch crew. of friends. Yeah, you know? Not even really, like, a couple, few, always, like, a close four people or sure. whatever. But I was cool with everybody, you know? Right. So I always went to whatever party, or whatever. It was always a good time, but... Honestly, I'd rather all the time just be at home, just smoke a joint, watch TV alone. Sure. You know, sure. it's just, it's not that I don't like, I can't explain that. I'm just introverted. I what know are, that.
0: What, what are you watching? Planet
1: Earth? Family Guy? I'm, I love, I watch a lot of reruns. Like, I love The Simpsons, my sure. favorite show in the world. Okay. So, like, a bunch of cartoons and old shows, and then I'll watch new shows, whatever, whatever it is. So, I'll watch, sure, whatever I'm watching. I'm watching random shit. Right you now, but music? Yeah, I listen to music. Like but, what? like, Anything new, or it's just like whatever's on the radio? I do not listen to the radio at all. I listen to hip-hop and stuff. Um, Kanye West, that's my dude. Okay. My favorite artist. He's one of my dudes, too. Yeah. Well, I started listening to him when I was in grade five. I heard All Falls Down, and from then on, I was like, yo, this guy's sick, and I just followed his career since. My favorite. And I, I, I have Tidal because I downloaded his album, and is a great source for getting new music. Yeah. Way, it just, wow. Once you open it, there's like, bang my bang, bang new songs for constantly. hip-hop and stuff yeah, yeah. for hip-hop especially yeah. yeah but i like everything but like i'm not a big searcher for music right because so many people in my life like music that i'm getting recommendations constantly so it's like i don't really need to go look for it i'll just ask someone for a song or my girlfriend's big on music she'll update the music list on our title and i'll just what about stand up are you like seeking out
0: you know do you listen to bill burr's new oh, specials oh I, well, I, I
1: watched it like yeah. i i I watch stand up but I don't watch a lot of stand up. I'll watch maybe two or three specials a year. You know? Like I can't watch stand up. I don't like stand up. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like anymore. I love stand up. I love performing stand up. I've watched so much stand up. That's weird, eh? Isn't it? It's weird. Like like don't get me wrong, if someone's killing and I hear something, uh, I'm human. I'm gonna, you know, listen to it and laugh. But like I don't go out of my way to set aside time to watch stand up. I like that I'm human. like yeah if something's funny you're gonna you're, laugh who makes you laugh uh who makes me laugh man
0: yo i laugh at everything um is it paul i'm just saying like paul is makes it me laugh everybody makes me laugh like, who, who's the last like, oh, com- like comedian and you're like fuck like you're yo, you've oh, been that guy like, for me like, that's, that's, what that's what i'm saying that's why i okay. wanted to have you here No yo,
1: man a bunch of comedians make me laugh i'm not saying it like that like no no no, funny. no no i'm um, not saying that either like i did a show yesterday i, uh, I watched ryan long go on after me and he just banged through he headlined the show last night and he just destroyed it. I was dying watching him. Nice. Kyle Lucy. Shout out to Kyle Lucy. I, I watched that guy. I used to hate him. I watched him on stage. I'm like, this guy just pissing me off. Watching this guy tell his joke. He just gets me mad for some reason. You know, like, his dad needs to come smack him or something. <laughs> but now I watch the guy and I'm like, holy fuck. You're funny as fuck, bro. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. He's fucking nice. hilarious. You know what I mean? Where was this? Corner? I Everywhere. I do shows with that guy all No, time. you said last night. Oh, last night was the corner. Yeah. yeah. Corner with, with Ryan. Yeah. Who else was on that? I don't even know who hosted that. Andrew Packer hosted that. Morgan O'Shea. Nice. Packer. Um, These kids are working hard, man. Yeah, man. Rick Rowley was on that. These guys, yeah, man. They bark for their sets if they yeah. need to. Good for them. Good for Toronto. Good for Joe. Yeah, man. There's people hustling everywhere. Yeah. It's just... People
0: need to realize that the, the hustle is real. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. It's out there, man. Yeah, here, People especially. are
1: hustling in everything they do, you know, whether they're accountants or whether they're making movies. Like, yo, know, Toronto's... There's something special happening in the city, man. I don't know whether it was the Raptors playing well or whether it's Drake doing this <laughs> or The weekend, or right. whatever it is. But it's comedy, Rob though. Ford. But it's comedy. But it's, it's all comedy? coming back. It's all coming back. Like, some specials having, having the All-Star game uh, in the city last year. Like, attention's being brought to the city, you know? Where, like, famous people aren't... We've They've all known about Toronto, but it's not their hidden secret anymore, you know? It's... It's widely known that Toronto's sick. And as that perception grows, the media attention will grow and hopefully comedy just comes with it. I hope. That's what I'm
0: saying. I'm just saying, like, why do we have to like rely on this like
1: aftershock of like Drake and You know what we need we need those motherfuckers that have already made it in whatever industry they are coming out to support local comedy. I agree. How do we make that happen? I don't know. We roast one of them. Hopefully, it goes viral and they show up, try to punk us or something. Like who? I don't know. Who would you love to roast? I don't know. Like Kyle, Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. I couldn't roast him. That guy's the man. You know what I mean? Like, I you feel... imagine if they did like a, like a, a sports. Oh, like how do we be, like, or be, like. you know or like, what or happened? The whole roast. Toronto Raptors team got roasted. Yeah. And they got roasted by, in New York, by a comic from New York. You know this? yeah they did a a private event for the raptors come on yeah they did like their own little media event why did they do that in toronto and find toronto comics do that i don't know why that was something that was like whatever how did you hear about that i just saw it on the guy's facebook the guy who performed no, no disrespect to him. He did his thing. You know what I mean. Cool, good gig to get. But I just wonder why didn't that happen in Toronto? So you're on your socials pretty good, eh? Yeah, I do. I do my social media. I have to be. That's one thing. Yeah. I hate it. If I wasn't sure. a comedian, I wouldn't be on social media. Right. You know what I mean? I, I would feel love the same to way. just turn that shit off and just play Tetris on my phone. Yeah, I hear you. Instead of scrolling, yeah. Facebook,
0: but my, I've realized like my one of my levels of of success is to never have my phone. Right. You exactly. Know what I mean? Let someone
1: else to deal with that shit. Well,
0: not even just someone else. Just like be able to turn it off. Yeah. Like, just for be sure. able to, like, imagine you get to do your set, turn it off, and not have to, like, pick up your phone for the rest of the night. and yeah, enjoy, man. You know what I mean? For sure. What is with this? What is with our generation? Yo, man, we're trying to, I think everyone's
1: trying to make it. Everyone's trying to make it. And, I, I like that. And we're the all thing human. is, social media is a big part of the world now. It's Perception is everything. You know, perception is everything. And everyone's living a social media lie that hopefully they're hoping will come true by everyone else's approval. You know what I'm saying? I don't even know if it's approval. I just think like,
0: let's just like tell all our friends to just like everybody's stuff. We like your stuff, mm -hmm. like our stuff. (laughs) We can all, there's a reason why Toronto needs like a boost and I think it needs to be like an internal thing. Like everyone needs to be like, hey everybody, this is not my shit for five seconds. This is somebody else's shit.
1: Toronto's a stush face capital of the world. Elaborate. We are, I don't get it, but Toronto just shows hate to each other. You know what I mean? We love everybody in Toronto loves Toronto so much, but they're so afraid to show love to other people who love Toronto. <laughs> Why? Why? <laughs> until we get the approval from the other side. Until What's we get approval it from, from the American? Yeah. So is that really like? I mean, you're you're. I mean, on a. It seems like it. I guess that's. I say it because I've been. I've been told that my whole life. I guess I see it too. You know. But, but like, like, in what sense? Like, like I can
0: pick up my bags and move to LA. And try to get a green card like
1: everybody like else. Like Drake. Okay, Drake is Drake is killing it. He's the man. Right. He gets lots of love now, but internationally, internationally. But even even from Canada. But it took a while for Canada to be like, all right, all right, Drake. <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? Why do you think he's that been is? killing Because I don't know. We're like, <laughs> we're at the same time. We're like, yeah, I want to make it. But at the same time, we're like, he's Canadian. <laughs> you know? No, I don't know. Man. Yeah, it's because stupid. my brain doesn't work like that. I don't know. I don't know. I, well, not everyone's like that. But there's a social aspect. Of, no, I hear you. You know, the I think stigma. everybody just needs to drop acid and chill. Fuck yeah, this shit out, you know? let's do that after this. Eat, ego kill. And eat chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> That's let's go, let's call your mom up for a steak, a buddy. That's what needs to be done. Rare, know? rare steak. Do you uh, go for medium ever, rare?
0: Medium rare. Do you ever go out for? Where do you like to eat in the city?
1: Ah, uh, I like to eat everything. I like food. Yeah, you know, uh, I like to eat Alexandros, Shorm Spot. Whoa, Lo- Logan and Pape okay Not so that doesn't make sense logan and danforth um yeah greek yeah that's okay. fucking dope uh that's open like it's open to like 24 hours so it's like you come home late after a comedy show right you know you it's that good eats it's the best what
0: are you getting a, a pork gyro, lamb gyro?
1: uh they do pork and chicken pork and chicken uh, yeah just either or you know. like either or mm-hmm. or the mix yeah. the combo if you're feeling yeah. I, um i don't discriminate against me for you you know as long as there's
0: it's juicy and flavorful. So that's your okay, good. That's usually my question: is what's your go to after show eat? And oh. that, that's it. Well, that Uber Eats changed the whole game. Man. Oh man, that's a, I can't get over the rate of how much you it may call me cheap,
1: but I'd rather walk than spend five dollars i'm i'm so lazy that i'd rather spend five dollars than walk anywhere in my life okay (laughs) (laughs) uber eats has taken over my credit card i don't use my credit cards for anything else anymore oh that's scary because now i have cash on it because i don't spend it on food because i use my uber eats (laughs) like what's what's your go-to what's like a junk like or like a like your your cheat meal Oh man, every meal is a cheat meal. I don't eat <laughs> Oh, I gotta fix. I'm hoping I make it very soon so I can fix my life. Oh, you know what I mean nit-ish. this is. I need to. This is I actually an better. intervention, I and I
0: have to tell you that's probably not the best way to look at things. <laughs> I need to do better. Yeah, but you need to better yourself. Yeah, for sure. Fuck. So what are you eating? What's like your like favorite thing on Uber Eats? Well,
1: I don't like. I don't know. Now, now I'm making it seem worse than it is. Okay, like, so that's a fine. That's that's the d- the hole you've dug. I just eat. I'll cook a meal at home. Yeah, once twice three times a year a week maybe a week week, maybe but that's just like you know so then what are your go-to like recipes go-to recipes it's i don't know i i I go to the grocery store a lot but i go on like a need-to-go basis i don't buy for the week or whatever but like what do
0: you crave that you make that you love like what are you craving that you can cook no problem like i make amazing meatballs
1: yeah like me and my girl we do it together so like uh, the other day, we made beef and bok choy. Okay. You know I mean? So you like,
0: it's like, it, I always feel like when you're cooking, you're like, How do I replicate this really fast food type food that <laughs> yeah, I had? And then you make it better, you know? Have, have it at home. We make nachos and shit. Okay. We'll make there you uh, go.
1: burgers or meatloaf. Favorite whatever. burger in the city? Favorite burger. Your Toma Burger does it pretty good. Come
0: on. You're the first person I've ever heard that.
1: Well, oh, you don't like Toma Burger? It's on Queen Street right yeah. here. You don't like it? Never been. Buddy. It's expensive but Is it's it? worth it? Oh, okay. Yeah. Maybe that's why I haven't it's heard It's like like 20, 20 bucks. point burger. You have expensive
0: taste. Buddy. That's why you need to make it. <laughs> Buddy. I got a, you know, yeah. What? What's, what's like what what bur- what's a burger go with there? Like 20 oh, bucks for yeah, a burger? Yeah, like 20 or 20 something bucks. Jeez. Something like, that, yeah. like like uh, like what's on this burger that makes it 20 well, bucks? they have
1: so many different types of burger. Okay. And they fuck with truffle oil. They do. Mm-hmm. At, any, any place that fucks with truffle oil sure. Guess my eyebrow raised and right uh, my attention. You know, you can buy truffle oil. I know. But then I don't... I I'm going to be tasting is... I'm going to be drinking truffle oil. You know, no, yeah.
0: man. Like, you use it sparingly, like, in, an egg, <laughs> in your eggs or something or, like, yeah. a pizza that yeah. you make at home. But, like, there's a place on Queen West mm-hmm. called the Spice Trader. They have truffle oil. They have amazing spices and oil. I get truffle oil from there yeah yeah. Yeah. and it's like maybe like 20 bucks for like a small bottle but you don't use it yeah yeah. but like yeah if you're if you're a guy that fucks with with truffle truffle oil oil. that's the thing though it's like once you like load up your kitchen with all the stuff that makes you like really like crave those foods in restaurants you go out less or you uber eat less
1: Mm -hmm. i
0: feel you man i'm just i'll come i'll show you I'm you down. roll another blunt, and I'll, I'll tell you the essentials <laughs> for, like, Asian yeah. and, like, Indian flavors. Come on. Like, did your mom, like, grow up No, making, I, like- I
1: know how to cook. You know what I mean? Like, because my mom, <sighs> like, she cooks... My mom's a very, my mom's a chef. You know what I mean? Oh, like, come on. Like, she... Were they vegetarian? Well, she wasn't always... She, didn't, she always cooked. She was a mom. She cooked like a mom. Sure. But then, I don't know what happened. One day, she got a passion for it, and she really, like, you know, went in, took some classes, and just fucking really learned about how to cook... And now she just makes random deliciousness that I come try. She sounds
0: like a woman that can put two and two together. Like she's like a very smart, like she's able to like apply.
1: Open the kitchen, open the fridge, and take whatever's in there and make something out of it. Amazing.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, we have to decide. Are we going to go to Toma? Are we going to drop acid? We're going to go go to Toma? at at Mom's. Still going to do Toma. You ever been to Tulip Steakhouse? If not, Queen East. So, what's your hood? What hood are you in? I live at like uh, Broadview and Danforth. Okay. So, Tulip is like as far east on Queen you can go before that weird like home hardware yeah. change up. Mm-hmm. So, just west of there on the north side is a restaurant called Tulip. Tulip Steakhouse. Tulip Steakhouse. Like every time you see like a Toronto's top five steakhouse, yeah. number one is like Jacobs. Number mm-hmm. two is like... Um, Expensive. Expensive. What? What's that one on Elm Street? Anyway. Uh, Ruth Chris? No, there's Ruth Chris, and then there's that other Barbarians. Mm. So, like, number one through five are all these. Yeah. And then Tulip is always, like, an honorable mention. Mm-hmm. Tulip is the honorable mention because... Is it expensive? No, it's, it's not that it's inexpensive, but it's actually a diner mm-hmm. style. But, like, all the staff are wearing nice blacks, and um, you can get, like, a quality cut and prepared steak, but less of the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like more of a classic.
1: That's all you need, like no frills, yeah, right? Because yeah, yeah. you just
0: want a steak.
1: Exactly. That's why I like Lone Star. I love Lone Star. They you are a you, good Lone Star. You hilarious. I'm learning so
0: much about you that I didn't <laughs> want to <a> know. <Nona>
1: <laughs> Lone Star makes a solid steak. Where is Lone Star? On oh, Rex, though. We uh, have one on Dixon.
0: Is that the place that is like? Tex Mex with like uh, Texas Grill. You watch
1: the, the Texas, Texas Grillhouse. Like, you're
0: shouting that at me. <laughs> and, and they make like tortillas in house. Yeah. And you can watch me make fajitas. It. fajitas. This is bomb. The tish. Don't I'm learning Texas that. Uh, yeah. I'm not t- you're a beef eater. You're clearly a beef eater. I love you beef lo- yeah. Beef is, is clearly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's what, okay. But does Alexandros rock
1: the, the beef? They don't have beef. Yeah. You know, weird. Like I said, show me a good piece of chicken or pork and I'll eat it. Right. Yeah. All right, Natisha. <laughs> we're gonna end it on that because I'm gonna go
0: show you a good piece of chicken or pork. Natish, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where can people uh, see you? What What are your real socials and not the websites that go to blue? Yeah, I gotta figure that uh, out. man. Diesel get some lawyers on that or some shit. <laughs> what
1: the fuck's going on? That is uh, so funny. We're, we're at, this is actually Crime Watch. Yeah. I'm Chris Hansen. Yeah, man. Seriously, uh, to catch a predator on this, some. Yeah, man, catch me at uh, the Corner Comedy Club, uh, Vape on the Lake, Underground, various other places. Check out my Instagram at nitty sack, N-I-T-T-Y-S-A-K, and I'll usually let you know where to go from there, or hit me up on Facebook, or just don't bother don't message me and that's cool too cuz i i don't i like i don't like getting messaged you know cuz
0: like, it interferes with your uber eats chilling on the yeah, couch yeah man
1: i'm just it's it's i'm, a, I'm an introvert man i don't yeah. you know i hate I, I get weird when i get messages this is an open
0: call for an agent for nidish sekuja <laughs> check him out
1: on the cowboys and indian yeah tour. that starts out in march we're getting a kickstarter Watch out for that. We're starting that soon. Okay. Get a free T-shirt. Or all a right. Nice logo. Um, help. We're raising funds for the logistics. You know, okay. of just for sure. Uh, flying out there and not for gas. weed and Lone Star. No, that stuff's covered already. Right. Okay. Right. You know I mean, we, we're <laughs> just the just, a, just a, we have some sponsors just for we're, we're trying to get some help from the local uh people who support local comedy. You know, we're just trying to get some logistics. Uh, figure it out because flights in Canada are a fuck fuckload so you're
0: flying
1: we're flying and then we're renting a car we're okay. flying out from here okay and we're driving through the west okay and we're fly uh driving back that'd be fun yeah. hit the socials
0: hard when you're out there yeah try not to be too much of an introvert yeah so if you want to wear Natish Sekuja's face on your shirt check out the Cowboys and in Indian tour fuck with yeah. Dean Young from TalkHole Scott Belford never sleepers thank you for tuning in thank you to natish for this blunt <laughs> fuck yeah man anytime backwards all yeah day. we'll have to have ryan on with you again and thank you to all your never sleepers thank you to all the never sleepers you see what this blunt does to me I, I, this, is, this is not <laughs> never good. never sleep motherfuckers sleep tight